0: On this week's episode, we kick it with a two-time NBA champion, the current coach of the Utah Valley men's basketball team, and one of Shaq's BFFs, Mark Maddog Madsen.
1: Let's go. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Madsen on the One Star Recruits podcast. Check him out and also give them a perfect five on the Apple Store and on the Android Store.
0: Yo, aloha. Welcome to the One Star Recruits Podcast. I'm DK, your podcast Sherpa. I'm joined by my best friend of 25 years, Rip. We are a couple one stars who, like you, are on this journey of life. We're learning, loving, getting better every day with the help of some five-star athletes and entertainers from around the world. This week in particular, we have a super a hype beast of entertainers. We have a Rip. We really have a, a blessing to mankind that Mark Mad Dog Matson even exists rip and my memory goes back real fast before i pass it to you for your your initial memory but i'll never forget the 2002 victory parade and a lot of people talk about the dance and the dance is the dance but at one point in time rip he loves la he did most of his his speech in spanish do you remember that
2: bilingual dude and not only that but it got the crowd so hyped. And then that was even before he started dancing, which we didn't talk about because I figure everyone asked him about his dancing. But yeah, he he did the the Spanish speech to the to the Latino crowd there in front of the staples center. And then he started dancing and the place went absolutely crazy.
0: What a renaissance man. What a renaissance man. It goes back to his background. It's why this interview was so awesome. He's just a he's a man of many trades, but like a lot of our guests, incredibly focused. Like like Joey Burrows headed to the Super Bowl. This is this is our first pod of February 2022. The Super Bowl is set. Listeners, we have the Bengals of Cincinnati and the and the Rams of Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. So Rip did pick the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl on September 9th of 2021. This is fact. There actually are receipts on this on Twitter, I believe. However, however, Rip, share with the audience. Go ahead.
2: I put no money behind my prediction. So it, it was the Bengals and Buccaneers. And, you know, I always do like one kind of sure thing and one long shot. Obviously, the, the, the Bucks were my sure thing and the Bengals were my long shot. But uh, it obviously worked out the other way, man. The Bengals made it. I put no money behind it. So we'll see, man. We'll see if they can uh, take down the Rams.
0: Been multiple times for you to put money behind that, too, because I felt a, a vibe a couple of times during the season minus that Bengals offensive line which by the way we don't we're not going to get into it too deep I want to talk basketball uh, this Rams defensive line is just going to eat up this offensive line on levels we have not seen in a Super Bowl before this this offensive line unfortunately that's what's so amazing of what Joey, Joey Burrows is doing here if you ask me uh how how upset are the Buffalo Bills rip
2: I mean, they're used to a four four straight losing Super Bowls. I, I feel bad for it, man. But they're they're gonna be back. They Josh Allen's such a young guy. They got a young team that they,
0: they He's got a gotta be mad. He he put out a tweet. He was mad. He was frustrated watching watching the Bengals win. He thought at least the team that beat them should have been going. But it was your bet, man. So so props to you. One star bump to you in LA. You tell me if I'm if I'm wrong or not. I'm I'm in Hawaii listeners, rip rips in, in Long Beach and My gut instinct tells me that the bandwagon is cruising through Long Beach right now hard, hitting the 213 and the 323 with merch like crazy. All of a sudden, here come the Rams fam. Ramley comes out of nowhere. Am I wrong?
2: The Ramley, yeah. The, the big thing in L.A., especially when the Lakers are going good in the playoffs, as you see on the freeways, everyone has their Lakers flags on their cars, driving around the 405, the 110, the 710. But yeah, I actually saw my first Rams flag on a car <laughs> two days ago. So the Ramley's coming out, man, for better or for worse. And my, my wife actually said it best. She said, this is going to cause a lot of L.A. people to be Rams fans because L.A. was without a team for so long. A lot of Raider fans, 49er fans here. But this is really going to, Uh, put some fan my my kid my five-year-old is a Rams fan breaking news
0: i was gonna ask you that is breaking news we've talked about this one star listeners before what how we're developing because we're arizona cardinals fan both rip and i by 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 blood and love and where we were raised so what was what happened what was this the sign what came out did he request a uh an odell beckham jr jersey
2: not yet. You know, he, he likes the Rams logo and and the big conversation we've been having over the past two days is I brought this up to you and we're actually going to try to get an animal expert on next week. We'll see if it happens. But who would win in a real life battle, a Ram versus a Bengal? Because to me, it's 50-50 and we, we can go into it more next week. But that's kind of what caused him to be a Rams fan. And we'll see where it goes, man. Dynamic
0: question! What a dynamic question! That it leads to all kinds of uh, great parent corner topics to discuss. Logos as the animals to then develop fanships. Rip. I mean, you you maybe got to get him a hat or something so he can be cool at school this this next two weeks.
2: I'm still trying to. I'm giving it another six months and try to steer him toward the Chargers. Uh, but if that doesn't work, yeah, they're the let LA him, let
0: Yeah, they're the one-star team. You're a good good dad in that regards. They need it, though. It was actually kind of depressing. And uh, we we have a lot of Bay Area uh, listeners, and and San Francisco travels so well. The Niners, great game. Uh, But they took over. It reminded me of Sun Devil Stadium growing up when the Cowboys would come to town. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and that's kind of that thing is that the L.A. fan base is still being established, as we kind of just talked about a little bit. So it opens the gate, man, for lots of opposition fans to come into the stadium.
0: Bandwagon is open. Hop on. This is the time. It's going to be a live Super Bowl. I'm fired up for the halftime show. I know you are. You in particular. These are all your. This is your Mount Rushmore of every time I got into your Saturn, your white Saturn. One of these artists were playing.
2: That's true, man. You can't lie about that. I'm. I'm probably more excited for the halftime show than for the game. To be honest, I'm. I'm rooting for the Bengals for sure, but I'm definitely looking forward to the halftime show. Eminem, baby.
0: Is there any particular song that you're hoping definitely gets 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 a run through? I mean, I'm sure they're going to do the classics, but is there any, maybe an inside rip banger we don't know about from one of those artists that you would just, if you heard it, it's it would make your heart fl- flutter?
2: I mean, there's no inside about this. It's always lose yourself, man. Lose yourself in, a, in a front of a hype stadium at a big moment is, is like one of the all time like hype songs. So we, we got to hear, if he doesn't play that, there'll be heavy disappointment in my household.
0: Yeah, bro, you got still. That's still out for Spencer. Spencer Torkelson ratings just came out on Spencer. He was on our podcast about a year ago. He's the number one pick baseball prospect with the Detroit Tigers. Um, Rip, let him know early. That should be the song. He he might be playing in the big leagues next year. Rip with that gem as well. This is this is a big Eminem year for you, man.
2: It is. If, if uh, the lockout ever gets resolved, we might see uh, Spencer's walk up appearance. We're going to remind him, and we're going to have him back on the pod and remind him about uh, lose yourself going up in Comerica Park. There,
0: yeah, your boy M M's getting paid too. I saw he just dropped a Peloton, a Peloton special as well. He is a little trademarking. He figured it out a little bit this year. To go M M&M, M, get paid one star bump to you. Who else got some one star bumps in the news? News rip. Anybody come to mind? Let's. Uh, our boy. Uh, our boy Bones Highland on Denver Nuggets, man.
2: Yeah, right off the bat, man, Under Armour contract, I think he just signed uh, Monday here, and I, I think it was a multi-year deal with Under Armour, and he, he's he's from back in that area where Under Armour's headquarters, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but he's he's definitely a rising star, and good to see him get a, a shoe apparel deal there, one-star yeah, bump.
0: A tough time with injuries over there, but they're, uh, Coach Malone's trusting him more, he's definitely getting more minutes. Our guy in Utah uh, on the podcast uh, last month, Eric Pascal's getting some more minutes. It's kind of a more somber situation for the Utah Jazz. They lost one of the, the, the biggest dogs defensively and a clutch three-point shooter in Joe Ingles, unfortunately, this week. Uh, total bummer in Utah.
2: Yeah, and the thing that we – obviously, we're not in Utah. Neither of us are in Utah. But the thing that I've been reading more and more about the last couple of days since that injury happened is how – much he was ingrained in that community. Like he, he's basically gonna. If he doesn't play again because of this injury, he's gonna get retired as a Utah Jazz member. And he he did so much in the community for autism. Whoa, whoa,
0: just, whoa, whoa, whoa! Doesn't play again? Why are there? all oh, so fast! He'll play again.
2: He's thirty-four, and that's a tough position. That's it's a over a year-long recovery. I mean, I hope he does, but there's you never know.
0: There, the Australians are, are the Australians. are have like an extra six years of quality uh, go themness possibly.
2: That's true. I, he, I he, guess he's
0: like back, helping of, of that, helping of that for for, for another for one more contract.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's there's some guys on that roster that that are gonna have to fill in there, and you never know. It's it it's like that whole situation. Next man up. If an injury happens, uh, guys step up, and sometimes careers are made out of it.
0: It's your coach big. We just want our one star Eric Pascal to get more minutes. Man, he had an awesome jam. Well, this is a one star bump and a one star thumbs down. He had a badass two-footed jam on our guy, Jalen Stick Smith of, of, of your Phoenix Suns, Rip, uh, for about five days ago. So Utah's still a fun team to watch if they can get healthy. Everything has changed in the Western Conference now with, you know, with the Lakers in this ninth seed, the Suns dominating, the Warriors dominating it. Really, you could start going into the all-star kind of break as trade deadline first. So who's going to make some moves? Is there, is there anything, Rip, in your mind? We don't talk a lot of trade, trade deadline. Anything that you just think has to be done, that's a glaring has to be done for you?
2: I think it's tough for the Lakers because of their like very low salary cap flexibility and, and they have so many max players on their roster. I don't think they can really do anything significant right now because especially with, with Westbrook, man, the, the trademark has to be so it, low for him.
0: They can't do anything... Like smart, they can do stuff. I heard a little birdie rumor. This you do, we got this John Wall situation in Houston, and the amount that the Lakers gave up just to get Westbrook is crazy. Uh, but there could be like a Houston's tanking anyway. Maybe if the Lakers threw over like a first round pick in Westbrook, and then they could pick up a guy like Wall, but I don't even know if that does it. I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. I think our Phoenix Suns are in a good, good shape. I think they picked up you know, Bismack Biombo before the trade deadline and they're winning. They won this. They won all of 2022 so far. So they're in good shape. I think the Warriors are probably in good shape uh, with clay coming back. So then it becomes a positioning game in the Western conference. And uh, some moves will have to be made. Look at our, look at the Sacramento Kings to be players in movement. Uh, I know our guy Woj said the Ben Simmons deal is done there. They're such a mess for our listeners. who don't know. I do watch the Sacramento Kings. I love a good car crash. Um, they have some pieces, I think, that could help playoff teams, and I've said it before. But, you know, it's always fun going into the trade deadline, one of my favorite times of the year.
2: And Utah is, uh, despite all their injuries, Gobert's been out, Mitchell's been out. They're still sitting in fourth within striking distance of, of three over the next couple of weeks. And, and it's funny, man, when the all-star break comes up, it's like, oh, you think, oh, we're halfway through the season. We're already like 60 to 70% of the way through the season. Like, there's not much time left.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of basketball. There's a lot of NBA schedules. Tough man. It's a lot of games and we're getting down to it and it's still incredibly fun. Um, It's just not incredibly fun right now for both the teams we talk about, Utah and the Lakers. What is incredibly fun is hanging out with Mark Madsen, who has ties to both the Lakers and the state of Utah, as well as the Bay Area, which we talk about. The guy's a great leader. He's really a five star living legend. Enjoy this interview with Mark Madsen.
2: Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a husband, a father, a two-time NBA champion, the current head coach of the Utah Valley men's basketball team, and someone I modeled my game after as a 21-year-old kid playing pickup basketball in Los Angeles, Mark Madsen. Thanks for coming on with the One Star Recruits, Mark.
1: We appreciate, appreciate you and DK having me. It's uh, You guys have a great show, man. I'm excited to talk a little bit.
2: We're excited too, man. You know, and I actually, a quick story, I actually got the nickname Madsen back in 2001 from from some coworkers that I balled with because I was the guy on the court who always hustled and pestered the opponent. So, and I know they say the only thing you control is your effort. So that was kind of my outlook, especially since I'm a one star with, with no talent. But, you know, you were so much fun to watch as a player with the Lakers and the Timberwolves. And that's why you became a fan favorite out here in LA. Was that kind of the strategy that you weren't the most talented? But that nobody was going to play harder than you?
1: You know, it's funny. I got to the NBA and, you know, I I knew that I could run the floor. I knew I could rebound. Probably the jump hook was the main shot I could get off, but I didn't realize I, I was going to have to do it like that, Rip. But Phil Jackson would always talk about playing with energy. I mean, he just always talked about it. And the more he talked about it, the more I realized, okay, look, I know I can control my energy. I'm a guy, you know, I'm going to try to go to sleep at night and get rest. And so, that's one thing I just, I tried to differentiate. I tried to just, whenever I set you know, set foot on the court, I tried to say to myself, I'm going to play with more energy than anyone else. And, you know, it didn't always happen, but I tried to have, have that energy and that hustle. And then even now as a coach, you know, you try to get out there on the recruiting circuit, you try to get out there. Sometimes it's a lot of 5.00 AM mornings. There was one recruiting trip I took to LA, Southern California, really, about four months ago, I, I did four different schools in one day. And, wow. you know, the, the problem is when I do that, I come home and, and I get a little bit sick. I get a cold. My wife gets mad at me. She says, you can't be doing so much on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you try to work. You try to work.
0: Yeah. You're keeping it moving, man. You have your whole your whole career and doing some research a little bit. This was good. This is good for the podcast. Good for ripping. I love G League basketball. That's where kind of my heart is. I love developmental hoops and tell Valley State hoops. It's your third year. Your squad won the the WAC title last year, and you're in a mix for another one. You beat BYU in December and really caught my attention as – as and kind of – I'm out here in Hawaii, so it's grabbing my attention. What are you doing to sustain a winning culture in ORM?
1: Well, I think the, the word you said is such an important thing, is you really want to have a strong culture. You know, recruiting changes year to year, and especially now with the transfer portal. I mean, a lot of schools are getting guys that are – One and done, Uh, not not, not freshman one and done, a grad transfer that's one and done, Um, a guy with one year of eligibility one and done. And so your roster can have massive turnover. But we really try to build both ways. We try to build with some good high school student athletes, both from Utah and the West Coast where we have ties. Um, But then we do try to supplement that going in from the portal. And because there is that turnover, I I try to treat our players like NBA players. If if they're late to the bus, they're going to run uh i'll never forget phil jackson you know phil jackson held everybody accountable kobe the the one time kobe was late to the bus it was like 30 seconds late kobe was always early but there was one time and phil literally is yelling at the bus driver let's go let's go get moving hit 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 the guest phil was mad well kobe sees the bus starting to inch out of the hotel this tells you a little bit about the greatness and just the mentality of kobe kobe sees the bus leaving kobe did the rest of us would have broken into a sprint and been banging on the door. Kobe just stayed with his same walk. The bus driver stopped immediately. I mean, Phil was telling the bus driver to leave. But the bus driver stopped and waited for Kobe.
2: He, he saw him in his rearview mirror there.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Phil held everybody accountable. He, he had a strong culture. You know, Mike Montgomery at, at Stanford held everyone accountable. He, we had a strong culture. We ran the mile, mm-hmm. you know, a couple times a year to build a cardiovascular base.
0: Even too, Mark, and sorry to interrupt you. You're doing our co- some coaches. I know a lot of that, actually. I'm going to take it back a little further. I'm familiar with Northern uh, California high school hoops, and I know you had John Rainer, who's a who's an icon, a legend in coaching. He ran hard practices. Did some of that maybe start there
1: in high school? John, if you can handle a practice from John Rainer, you can do anything in life. I, I remember as a sophomore, I said to myself, I don't know if I could do this. I, I would watch the varsity team practice, and just the amount of running, the intensity, the – the focus that Coach Rainer required, I said to myself, "I don't know if I can do it." But eventually, you know, you get in there with your friends, and there's this peer pressure, and you do it. And then you realize, if I can handle a high school practice at this level, I can do anything. If I go into the military, I can handle it. You know, if, it, if and when I'm married with kids, I can do it. You know, and, and I'm grateful for John Rayner and, and all those high school coaches out there that are that are performing, that are giving that service to a community.
0: Yeah. And it's even bigger than the practices and hard practices, too. We had Jim Tressel on last week during the interview. Uh, Eddie George, who's not a player of him, but attended the same school of his, attended the same school. And I think, wow, this thing stretches on, continues. And, and, and I think a lot of that in your mix, you mentioned Mike, Mike Montgomery, Phil Jackson. Uh, we talked about John Rayner. You have a really great kind of coaching mix of ingredients, if you will. And I think players are so lucky to kind of. I don't want to say steal, Mark, but you have these great uh, resources that now you're teaching through you. It's kind of like the voice of Phil coming out. Do, do players just love that stuff? Do they really thrive on your history, if you will, and well, uh, you try- some of the stuff you've done in your past?
1: Well, no, I appreciate, I appreciate it. DK, you try to tell stories. You try to tell real-life stories. You know, yesterday, you know, we had a little bit of an issue with our box outs against the team recently. And so, you know, we talked to the staff, hey, what are we doing? And we said, okay, we're going to show all the missed box outs and just so guys can see it and you know it's one or two players eight or nine clips you know and so you don't want guys to feel singled out but we showed it and then I told the story about Latrell Sprewell who I played with at the Timberwolves I said guys Latrell was one of the the toughest most talented and best players I ever played with on the court he was fierce off the court just just a soft-spoken great guy but I said you know there was one practice somehow I ended up at the three the small forward and I'm going there to try to get a rebound And Latrell literally for the box, he tackled me out of bounds. He tackled me and and just basically tackled me into the, into the baseline. I said, listen, we're we're watching clips of our team. We're just all running, running underneath the charge circle. This is not rebounding. Rebounding is what Latrell did to me. Now you got to do it so you don't get a foul called, but, but you tell these stories, which, you know, from personal experience where I learned something about boxing out, Hey, it's okay to smash somebody. It's okay to be physical. It's okay to put some bruises on somebody for the betterment of the team within a clean context of basketball.
0: Mark, it's all about stories, uh, and you're doing it. Uh, We do it a little bit on the podcast, but you have a Canadian kid right now. He's really led the country last year in rebounding. He's now scoring points. Last name Amak. Tell us a little bit about this kid. I think all of our listeners need to Google him and take a look.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought Fardaz Amak up. Last year, really his first year with us, he was number one in the nation in rebounding percentage defensively. And not only was he that, but he was his defensive percentage rate was one of the highest rates that Ken Pomeroy has ever recorded ever since he's been recording statistics. You know, probably one of the best rates in two decades. And, you know, Fardaz Amac plays with a huge heart. He works on his game. Between last year and this year, he completely transformed his body went from probably 14% body fat down to seven or 8%, you know, close to 250 pounds. I mean, he's he has been a difference maker for us. He's a star. Um, in my opinion, we have a locker room full of stars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, you know, but, but Fardaz in the BYU game, he played, it was an overtime game. I think Fardas played 44 minutes. can't remember the exact stats, but it's close to 25 points, 25 rebounds. The guy's an NBA player. He's an NBA Fardaz player.
0: That's what Rip and I were talking about. We're saying NBA fans need to know about him. Um, this is the exact position, especially on a team full of shooters, that you need a guy who's going to come in there who can hit open shots, but also go board and, and play basketball really the, the right way. What's the what's the um, one star bump, if you will, last season? Did he start taking the Mark Matson sleep? Did he start? Uh, <laughs> what was the kicker? Do you think uh, last season that took him to the next level?
1: Well, it's a couple of things. I, I think number one, Fardash just has a huge heart. He's someone who wants to be great. You know, in a career, you're, you're only around a few people. I was only around a few people in the NBA that, that truly wanted to be phenomenal for basketball players. Kobe was one. Kevin Garnett was one. A lot of guys had talent. You, you know, Shaq played that way every time he got onto the court. But in terms of Fardaz's preparation away from basketball and his work ethic, it reminds me of some of the best players I've ever played with in the NBA. I tell this to general managers when they call, um, I said, look, it's, it's probably, it's, it's a bad com- comparison because it's different positions, Kobe and Fardos. but the mentality that Fardos has is very similar to Kobe's in the sense of he gets his sleep. So we run the mile, right? Point guards need to run it in five thirty. Fardos is almost running the mile at a point guard time. Damn. I mean, wow. and so you have that as part of the culture. And I say, guys, okay, a couple of you guys didn't make your times. Look at it. Look at our center. He's running almost as fast as point guards. You, you know what? Look at that. Do you want to be great? Embrace the challenge. Setter. Yeah, you
0: got a pace setter. All of our GMs out there. Go go ahead and do do yourself a Google if you're not in Utah looking at games, checking out games. and on the phone with Coach Matson. Can I do a little uh, Northern California quick hitter with you, Mark? Since you're yeah. from there. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I love it. It's one of my favorite places in the world, and I'm always curious. Uh, let's do. Uh, So I know Ewan and GSW uh, uh, GM Bob Myers actually battled in high school in some (laughs) each-bay matchups. Uh, Right now, have you all got together, who wins one-on-one, a game of 10?
1: Pride Bob, Pride Bob, because Bob's in better shape than I am, and I think Bob still plays pickup a little bit. He does with he does. With, uh, with some of the Warriors players and staff. And so Bob definitely beats me on one I want right now.
0: He'll take you. Actually, Bob's a little bit more grimy. I don't know if this has changed since I moved to Chase Center, but when I was there, he used to come play lunch ball at the uh, local gym with all of us uh, ticket sales reps and everybody. He really got in there. He just loves hoop. How about how about if uh, how about if you guys did a free throw contest? <laughs>
1: Uh Bob's probably gonna win that too. Are you give it to Bob too? <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, we know Bob you all was, rebound him. Look, let, let, let's have a jump hook contest. Let's have an <laughs> offensive <laughs> rebounding contest. I'll win those, Bob probably wins everything else. <laughs>
0: there it is. There it
1: is, man. No, you have so many great relationships. How about uh Giants or A's? I, I gotta go A's. I gotta go A's only because okay. I grew up going to those A's games, Mark McGuire, Jose canseco I, I went to the athletic club and you know. Played five on five with Jose Canseco back in the day. I went back and told all my friends at high school. It was a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> that, is a
0: big, that is a big deal. That's awesome. That's awesome. How about um, how about Niners? Niners or Raiders? I suppose the Raiders are in Vegas now, but Niners are Raiders?
1: I, I grew up a Niners fan. My dad was a huge Joe, Man, Joe Montana fan, and so I, I grew up probably lo- loving the Niners. Then Steve Young came along, and and uh, you know probably Niners. Some of my best friends loved the Raiders. Now the Raiders are in Vegas. Our neighbor. Our, our next door neighbor, my wife and I, I's next door neighbor, uh, their daughter is, is on the dance team for the Raiders. So, you know, we follow the Raiders just through that, but, you know, neighbor from a neighbor perspective. But all,
0: uh, all Bay Area love. It's some of the, one of the great things about, about the, uh, the Bay Area. I never really understood how you have to pick. I always liked them all too.
2: We interrupt this interview for a brief moment to talk about the greatness of the UCAN products that we use every day. DK, you know, I'm a big fan of the chocolate almond butter energy bars that keep me going every day. What's your favorite UCAN product?
0: I do a smoothie every morning. And recently I've been subbing out orange juice for the tropical orange flavor. You uh, can energy mix. I put a packet of that in. I also put an avocado in it does something really great. It helps me curve my hunger cravings and I'm fully hydrated for the day. So recommend the you can tropical orange mix.
2: There it is. It's all about energy on this podcast and really in life. And you can products help us with that. So check out all the products, get 20% off all your orders and free shipping at youcan.co forward slash the number one S T A R and use the code one star at checkout. Back to the interview.
0: Let's talk really fast while I have you for a second. Um, This is kind of more along. I've been talking about meeting friends lately on the pod just for myself personally. Mm -hmm. I know that you're with a lot of young men, you're coaching, you're, you're kind of doing your thing. You had an epic relationship with, with Shaq the big cactus when he played in Phoenix, my favorite nickname. What does that friendship mean to you? And what can the one-star listeners and and hoopers out there who play team sports take away
1: from, from friendships um, within team sports? You know, relationships are so important. It, it, it's funny, you, you know, with Shaq, early in my time there, uh, we were on the court doing a circuit, doing, doing a workout circuit. He, he, I think he was probably coming back from an injury, and we, we had a little ladder. And I was the rookie with tons of energy and, you know, he was the vet that had won all the championships and everybody tried to foul him. So his body was beat up. And, and so I did the, the, the little uh, foot ladder first and, and he said, Hey, can, can you do it again? Just, just give me a quick break. I said, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, it's what we started to bond. We, 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 we started to bond and he ended up taking me car shopping later, take me, you know, to try to replace my wardrobe in LA. Cause I, <laughs> I didn't really have the right wardrobe for LA. And Shaq's just one of the most generous human beings you'll ever come across in your life. You know, I remember anytime anybody had anything personally going on that was hard, a death in the family, um, a legal situation, whatever the case may be, it was Shaq that was putting his arm around them and, and helping them get through it. Um, Shaq's just the guy when he walks into any room, I mean, he just lights up the room and you know, that that's, that's a relationship that I, that, that I value. You know, I remember Shaq's son went into the portal and I got in touch with Shaq, and I said, "Hey, let's let let's let's bring him to to Utah Valley." He said, "You know, he might be going a different direction." <laughs> <laughs> Good and I, and, you know, and, and but we, we were in the mix, but he ended up, uh, I think, going to LSU.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love it, man. It's, it's these bonds are formed and we talk about it all the time. You fight through adversity with human beings. You form a bond that's usually pretty unbreakable and, and, and the, and friendships that last beyond a season beyond a career and an entire life really mean the world. Maybe, I think the world's asking for it, Mark, is a, an appearance. Maybe if Charles can't make it once, you and Shaq on NBA and TNT would be just fabulous television. Hey, I'm
1: ready to go. I'll, I'll get in there. You know, I'll go at Charles Barkley. I'll go at Kenny. I'll go at all those guys. <laughs>
2: I think you got Kenny in a race too. I, I see that. <laughs> All right, hey, Mark, we end every interview with a segment we call one star to five star. It's kind of a quick thing, but we're, we're one stars. As we mentioned, we're trying to get better with advice and tips from every guest we have on this podcast, like yourself. So we just want to ask you a few questions that kind of run the gamut on a one to five star scale with one being the lowest five being the highest.
1: Okay. You ready? Yep.
2: All right. You're a father of three little kids, two boys and a baby girl. All parents are bound to have those moments that kind of make you feel like a rookie in some way. What has been one of those one star welcome to parenting moments for Mark Madsen? Maybe a story that's so memorable that you'd like to forget it.
1: (laughs) I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. But but that's probably the joy of my life is is my is my wife, Hannah and the kids. And uh, I'll share this. And and please, no judgment, no judgment. But, uh, you know, as a husband, you change diapers. And and you, you know, you use wipes. You know, you go to Costco, you get the wipes. You know, those of you kids kind of know what that is. So I was changing my son's diaper and I grabbed the wipe and I clean, you know, cleaned everything off. and, And my wife came in, she said, What are you doing? I said, I'm just changing the diaper. She said, You you don't use Clorox wipes uh, on a baby to, to clean the diaper. <laughs> now, I did it once, only once. And, and I realized afterwards, but in my mind, it's just like Clorox, that'll make things extra clean. But uh, yeah, so that, that, that's definitely one of many rookie moments as, as, a, as a father. <laughs> hey,
2: they, they help with the smell, I can tell you that much. Look, I, I thought I was doing a
1: good thing. I thought I was doing a good thing. So, one, so one star, it's great. Yeah, that's one star right there, guys.
2: We, we talked uh, a little bit about Kobe with, with the bus story that you told when you came into the NBA as a rookie, he was kind of someone you leaned on and he took you under his wing to kind of help you adjust to the NBA life. And he's adored out here in LA. And, and we've heard so many stories over the past couple of years that kind of exemplified the kind of player that he was. Can you, can you give us just a five-star story about something Kobe did that personally for you that kind of helped or affected your career?
1: I think, I mean, Kobe did so much for me to, to help me in my career. I think the biggest thing, and it's, You know, when I, I played in college and the the college environment, it's high stakes. It's, it's a lot of pressure, but it's nothing compared to playing with the Lakers. So when I got to the Lakers, Kobe, just, he wanted me to be better. He he wanted to push me. I think he he respected me because I always played hard, but he wanted me to try to do more in games. You know, sometimes my man would go and double Kobe. Mm -hmm. And, and when that happens, he wanted me to dive to the rim and get a layup. Well, sometimes I I was probably nervous to do it. And so Kobe would get after me so hard. He said, anytime. Your man comes to double me or shack. You have to flash to the middle of the paint and make a play. And so he, he was pushing me to expand my game. And, you know, it just helped me. And, and you know, you're not perfect at this stuff right away because it happens fast in a game. Sometimes you're looking somewhere else in a game that the speed is so fast. But, but as he pushed me and he went at me sometimes, that helped me so much. And I will always be so grateful to Kobe for just pushing me to be the best person I could be even when at times it made me very uncomfortable, you know, and it was hard. It was hard, but I I will always be grateful to Kobe for pushing me to be the best player I can be.
2: I love that. And I remember some of those dunks that you got off his passes right down the middle. So I could see in my head now, Speaking of the Lakers, I'm not sure how much time you get to watch the NBA with with your day job and, and your kids and everything, but I'm in Southern California, and their struggles this year have kind of been big news out here. They're currently eighth in the West, and the Lakers fans, you know, the panic meter is kind of near the tipping point right now. So from what you've seen on a one-to-five-star scale, with one being the lowest and five being the highest, what are the Lakers' chances of of turning this thing around and winning another title this year? Because you know what it takes.
1: Yeah, I think my honest opinion right now is probably a 3 is probably a three because you never want to underestimate LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, you know, um, Anthony. You just don't want to underestimate these players, huge hearts, great talent. But at the same time, Phil used to always say, he, he used to he would tell Shaq and Kobe and our whole team back then, he said, guys, don't think for a second, you can just turn it on in March and April. Do not do not lull yourself to sleep with that type of mentality because he would always tell us you can't. He said everyone is influenced during the regular season, the refs, the the opponent, everyone. And you create a body of work that's that's not top notch. It's hard to turn it on the playoffs. But that being said, we've had some injuries. You know, we've had some unexpected things to deal with um, in terms of those of us that are part of the Laker family. And so it's probably a three or four. There's definitely a chance to come back and and make a championship run. But we got to do our part.
2: I hear you. They got a couple more months to, to figure it out and we'll see if it, if it starts with AD coming back. All right. Last one is uh, let's talk jersey swaps real quick because they've been going on in the NBA and NFL for years. I don't know if you actually did any in your playing days. So I want to ask if you could swap jerseys with any athlete of any era, let's say one male and one female, who would they be?
1: Hey, well, Muhammad Ali, but I would ask for the boxing gloves. And i give him ah. a jersey of mine. That, that, that's what it would be. I mean, you talk about greatness. Muhammad Ali, to me, was greatness. And, and so that's on, on the male side. I, I would I would go that way. You know, on the on the female side, it'd be Carrie Walsh, a great volleyball player, went to Stanford, same class. You know, obviously, wow. I, I never, we never did a jersey swap then, but you look at what she's done in her career, both um, in terms of volleyball, off the court, with, with her personal life, it's, it's top notch. And, and it, it would be Carrie Walsh. Well. Uh, a, a
0: great, another great Southern
1: California legend, Mark,
0: coach Madsen. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, where can listeners find you? I know you're on social. Where can they find you? Where can they find the basketball program?
1: You know, I would say, you know, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. I've got my website, markmadson.com which has not been updated for a long time, but you know, we try to stay connected to the fans and supporters. We, we appreciate everybody. This is an awesome podcast. You guys have really appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, it's it's our pleasure. Any young
0: ballers, and we'll finish with this, any young ballers who are looking to maybe come into a good basketball program, why should
1: they look at Utah Valley? Well, Utah Valley is a place we're going to train people how to be NBA players and high-level overseas players. If, If you want to be a pro, if you want to go to class, if you want to be in a culture of accountability, come to Utah Valley. It's all those things, and at the same time, it's a lot of fun. Let's go, baby.
0: Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Mark. We appreciate you.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it.
2: Special thanks again to Utah Valley Wolverines, men's basketball coach, Mark Madsen, Los Angeles Laker legend, for joining us on One Star Recruit. DK, that interview was amazing. How about that that diaper wiping story that uh, he, he wiped his baby with, with a Clorox wipe? It was, that was hilarious.
0: It scary, hilarious, but also totally very common. In the moment, He's, it's going to be hard to get wipes mixed up. You know, you got to be really organized to get your wipe game this day and age in, in order. Do you have a wipe uh, system, Rip, with your sanitizers and your your booty wipes and your hand wipes?
2: I mean, we're mostly past that point. We're, we're trying to get our, our kids, they're at the age now where they're just starting to wipe their own butts. So it's, you know, a little bit of that. But we're still wiping a little bit, not doing any diaper changes. but. Yeah, it is hard, especially since most of the baby wipes are unscented. You pick up a Clorox wipe right away and you know you know that scent. But hey, it happens to the best of us, man. And hey, DK, I, we, occasionally on this pod, we do a unsolicited parenting advice for non-parents. I have a little bit of a situation I want to ask you about. You don't have kids, but I think you have great ideas. And uh, my son's kindergarten, he's coming up on his 100th day of school. And they're asking us, I want an idea from you, because they're asking us to fill up a, pl- a paper lunch bag with a hundred items of the same object. And then they want to write three clues about the object. So it's just a standard size paper bag. So I'm thinking like, what the hell can we put in there? That's a hundred, a hundred things of the same in a paper bag. Oh, so great. I want your idea. My, my first thought was M&Ms, but I don't know. If we want to bring candy to school like that. So what, you, what are your thoughts, man? What, what would you put in?
0: Change my idea a little bit, but I, well, we can kill two birds with one stone. We mentioned the potty training that's going well on the booty wiping on their own. Congratulations, by the way. Is that a moment when you crack a bottle of wine and do a cheers with your wife? That's a pretty, it's a pretty big moment.
2: That's a huge moment. And the bigger, we're not there yet, but the big moment will be when we never have to buy another diaper or pull up again. Cause that's a huge money saver and just a huge, like <laughs> just relief. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're out of that game. You're retired from that game basically at that point. So, okay, good. So they're still doing it. So it's a two in one. So a t- hundred into that. So let's wrap up potty training with, um, filling up the bag and you one for one M&Ms may work. Changed my mind. I was thinking another tree, but I, I know candy works well, possibly for your kids, how about you do a ranking system? If you do a good, a good full potty, you get like five, if you do a PP two. you know, one for a good hand wash.
2: Oh, uh, that's yeah, that's been that's been in the cars. I, I there was this, a couple week period where I was shooting whipped cream into my kid's mouth every time he pooped on the potty from a, from the whipped cream jar, you know, that old uh, spray the whipped cream in the mouth. Yeah, that was so and then he kind of regressed and is still trying to figure it out. But but yeah, this bag, man, it's like it's a standard size like paper lunch bag. So it has to be something small that we put in there. So I'm I'm kind of out of ideas, man. I need your help here.
0: Yeah, well, maybe you got to look into your, your nature, into the neighborhood. So uh, sometimes things like that are right in front of our face, you know, so maybe look start in the backyard. It could be a hundred unique uh, pieces of landscaping. That might be lame, bro, but also very unique. You could have future landscapers. rip. You can't poo-poo any idea, but I love the concept of looking outside and looking at parks and looking in nature for what could exist as a hundred.
2: Uh, actually that's actually a really good idea because he loves to be outside and even if it's like leaves or something like that it gets him counting and uh cleaning up a little bit so yeah i like that good call and
0: it, it works for and it works for you got to be think more creative because you've got to just look and pep- problem solve a bit on what could be that that multiple because that's kind of a tough multiple i'm thinking about it right now i'm like shit pine cones maybe that doesn't fit you know pi- So, uh, you know, it's all about doing multiple things in these parenting corners with you, but I think you're on, you're on, you're almost there, bro. You're almost to like, yeah, here's my kids and they go in the pool and chill and you can just like chill and have a beer. You're almost there.
2: Oh my God. That that moment seems so far away still, but it's going to be glorious when it happens, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, it's nice that we're, we're moving in the right direction. It's all about. Uh, understanding, you know, I was, I was out on the mission to meet some more friends and do some more activities. COVID came in and did a little sideswipe kick to, um, my legs with canceling a concert. It's going to the steel pulse concert this Sunday. So that got canceled, not because of COVID. One of the band members, actually a family member passed away. So they rescheduled and, um, I haven't been playing golf, man. I just don't know why I, I need other people to play golf with. It's a mental roadblock. I need your advice now. Now, what's the next move? I want to play more golf. I I, I think it's the driving range, uh, but just the act of going, I'm not motivated enough. Maybe I don't even fucking want to play golf. Help me out here.
2: I think that you're so good with like meeting people and talking to people that if you go to a place like the, like the driving range, where there's going to be people with common interests, like you'll you'll strike up a convo. Tell them you got a podcast. Everyone loves our pod. Show him the shirt. Give him a shirt. Give him a mask. They, they, uh, I think you'll find a golf partner right you want there. Want me man. to
0: market the pod? This is our standard conversation with Rip. Rip at the end of the day just wants to market the podcast.
2: No, it's and- a conversation starter, and you're so good with that. Like, you're, I mean, do we have to? We're trying to get some golfers on this podcast. I don't golf at all, so we need one golfer on this pod. So th- th- there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders, man. You gotta, you gotta get out there, and like I said, just go to the driving range. Shit, go to a, go to a golf shop, like a pro shop.
0: Yeah, I need You'll to get the to up. Our guy Nick B in Phoenix is a big golfer. Our guy Stang is a big golfer. I need to get the I need to get the next level. Um, uh, you know what it was? I was so pumped up after watching that tournament that I went that week, and that was great. And then it's just unless I'm getting a call for a Saturday morning golf outing, or you know, hey, let's go to the range. Um, it's just that one stall in motivation, where I'll go to the gym, or I'll, I'll make another decision to go get some activity differently. Just need to man up, man. It's time to man up. It's time to meet some people. That's a good paradigm to look at it too. Instead of going to golf, just going to meet people. That feels easier on my brain.
2: Yeah, because if you meet someone that golfs, shit, you kill two birds with one stone. You get to golf and you get a new friend, or you know. So it's uh, I know it's hard, man. Because it's hard where we're at. everywhere. Where is it where we're,
0: at? we're helping. We're we're look. We're helping. Helping me find friends on this podcast, Rob. This is what it has came down to. <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for, for sticking with no, me.
2: The odds are against you, man, because you're in Hawaii where the population is so much less than, than anywhere else anyway. So it's like, yeah, it's like uh, trying to find a, a wife in like, uh, you know, a small town in Alabama versus New York City, you know?
0: Yeah, we're combating a couple of different combating, you know, a couple of different things. I was on my way to I was gonna do my first island hop uh, this week, I was gonna head out to to Kauai to visit a friend and, and kick it for a couple of days. COVID came in and did a sweep leg kick to that one. So, you know, we're hanging in there, man. I'm definitely loving all of the podcasts and all of the interviews, we've been loading up 2022, which has been so fun. I actually got a couple people in the text chain going right now that when I do get a new guest from you, I'm sending it out to some listeners on a text chain and they're coming back with some questions and some of their thoughts. So we're spreading the one star wealth around the community with all these awesome bookings, Rip. I mean, Mad Dog for us, when we t- talked about this podcast, when we started, we threw his name around and we're like, yeah, that'd be amazing. But nobody thought it. Here it was in the flesh and in an incredible interview and an incredible. I'm going to take some of that. I'm going to listen back, Rip, and I'm going to take some of Mad Dogs inspo to get on the golf course next week. I'm going to the driving range. Book it. Receive it here.
2: Hey, this podcast is all about helping people. And, and number one is uh, <laughs> it, it helps when we help ourselves, too. So that's uh, good good stuff right there. Right. Enough
0: crime of the river. Let's do some recs of the week. I got some good feedback. Not good feedback two text messages, one from my mom, one from a random not on, um, on my smoothie. And so I'm gonna share it with the world, Rip, I'm gonna let the world have it anyway. My smoothie res- recipe is a classic. It's super easy. And I'm, so get your phone out, Rip, I'm gonna give you two seconds. Your kids That's- will love this.
2: That's hilarious because my record of the week is also my smoothie recipe. So this That's is perfect. Right Let, let's have a smoothie recipe battle right here. Oh, you want to do a
0: battle? Is it really? Drop you're it. bullshitting.
2: I swear to God. I'll show you the notes right now. Drop it. Drop it, man.
0: This- I like a battle.
2: Okay. Listeners, if we rip,
0: we will do a battle. I will make your smoothie. You make my smoothie. And then we'll we'll discuss next week. Listeners, if you want to partake as well, I will start with my recipe. It's very simple. I use a new, uh, Nutribullet. You can Same, use any- here. Same with Rip. Okay, good. So we'll say Nutribullet for consistency. Uh, a banana, uh, medium banana, not too ripe, not too green. Uh, full banana goes in first. Second, flaxseed, hemp seed, two tablespoons of each. Really important because it expands in your stomach, keeps you full a little longer. Half of an avocado. Put the other other half in a container and put it in the refrigerator immediately. It won't brown up on you. Uh, half an avocado goes in. A little sprinkle of yucan, tropical orange. And then the most important component, frozen fruit. This is where people start getting too tricky or moving away, but stay with the basics. Get the cherry blueberry blend, drop in two handfuls of that orange juice. Very important. Just a hitter of orange juice. Depending on your creaminess of your banana, I sometimes will put just a little bit of milk in there as well. And then water and then two pieces of ice Blend it up. Welcome to Jamba Juice. Really so delicious. If you want to tweak it just a little bit for flavor, if you want a little tropical flair, rip I know you got a cabinet full of these things because I do too. pour a little bit of the of the coconut flavored from body armor. Uh, Low sugar. It's delicious. Do a little bit of that. And suddenly you have a a tropical, complete tropical smoothie. So I'll take a picture and we'll put it in Instagram because that was more than I thought. But yeah. I, recipe. It's incredible. Go ahead, Rep.
2: I wrote it down and I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine ingredients, plus possibly a 10th. If you want to add the body armor, I like it. I mean, it's sort of similar to mine, but also simple. different. I said
0: it was simple. And, and now that you read it back to me, it's not simple at all. It's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of annoying, actually, but it's it is delicious. Nick, go for. Let me get my I'm notes. Gonna, go I'm ahead.
2: I'm, I'm gonna try it. Now I have all those except for the flaxseed and hemp seeds. So I'm gonna go go buy some of those, but I'm gonna try it. We'll have a smoothie battle. But yeah, mine I think is a few less ingredients. It's it's banana. It's uh. I'm just doing the order. Actually, I'm gonna do the order I put it in because I don't actually see too many veggies in yours. So I'm, I put a huge thing of spinach in the bottom. handful of uh you know leafy spinach in the bottom. I add frozen blueberries on top of that. Then I add some oat milk uh, or almond milk, then some water, then a huge banana. Bananas, the consistency is everything. That's, that's Double the banana.
0: Bananas? Uh,
2: no, just a huge banana, like the biggest banana you can find. If you, if you go to Trader Joe's and at 25 cents each, you get the biggest one. Uh, then I add some water and a scoop full of Orgain protein powder comes in chocolate or vanilla. They both go really well with the blueberry. It, I, I, this was a rec of the week on a prior show for me. It's Orgain, O-R-G-A-I-N. It's at Costco. It's online. It's everywhere. Orgain protein powder. If you don't have that, you can substitute possibly the you can or whatever else you're using yeah. to, to get those nutrients. But that's it, man. It's uh it's delicious. That the blueberry banana and either chocolate or vanilla combo with the blue team with the protein powder. You don't you don't taste the spinach, you don't taste any of that. It's delicious, man. They're two very different
0: very different smoothies. You're right. I didn't put veg and I didn't miss one spot thing. I do a scoop of um I do a scoop of the athletic greens and a little bit of the vitamin D athletic greens as well. So I get my veg in, but you're right. You can the genius about the smoothies is you can sneak in any green, any leafy. And I know everybody knows about smoothies, but you can sneak in any, any leafy. Me and you're going to do a battle rip because these are two very different different smoothies. I want you to well, try mine. mine's a little bit this, more of a treat. Mine's a little bit more of a treat. It sounds like
2: no, no, mine tastes like chocolate, banana, blueberry. Like yeah, this is the, the parenting hack for everyone that everyone knows about is for your kids to eat vegetables. Me and my three-year-old make one of these every night. And he, he actually puts the spinach in. He, he doesn't eat any more vegetables in his entire life, but he puts the spinach in and drinks it because it tastes like chocolate, blueberry, banana. So he loves it, man. So that's, that's the way we get the veggies to the three-year-old. <laughs>
0: What a great rec. Who knew? This wasn't even scripted. All right. We'll both do it. We'll throw it up on Instagram. Listeners, if you want to play along, it is a good way to stay healthy. It's a great way to use UCAN, who's one of our sponsors. Uh, They recommend all kinds of cool ways to mix it in. Uh, But smoothies just seem like the easiest way to to go down. You know, And I grew up on Jamba Juice. That's my jam. So if I can get anything similar to a Jamba Juice, I'm pretty happy.
2: Yep. Same here. Delicious, man. And it fills you up with uh, nutrients and energy for the day. Love it.
0: Oh, God, Rip. I don't know if this was our worst podcast ever or best, but I really like having Mark Madsen on. I love it that February is here in 2022, and and I feel like um, health is a priority for both of us here uh, moving forward, which feels really good. So we're going to keep this train going. Uh, Stay active, meet people, get our nutrients in, uh, do a little smoothie challenge. Like, who the hell are we doing smoothie challenges? But here it is. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us five stars. Uh, send it to anybody who might be a fan of Stanford basketball, Utah Valley basketball, the Lakers, or Mark Madsen. He's one of those guys, if you grew up in the 90s, like, like Rip and I, or the 80s, like Rip, uh, this is one of the guys. This is a Duke, Stanford, you know, just really awesome individual and worth sending on to somebody in your life. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week.
2: See you next week.